Hello, and welcome to Christian Marriage Uncensored, where together we learn to think strategically, work with God, and transform our marriages. We go beyond what a Christian marriage should look like. We flesh out the whys and hows of leaving behind the baggage, wounds, ignorance, bad habits, and outright sin we brought with us to marriage. And we welcome Jesus into the middle of our daily struggles, our biggest conflicts, the kitchen, the bedroom, and every place in between. I'm Shelley Arnold, your host, author, speaker, and biblical marriage strategist. And I'm super excited to share with you all God continues to teach me about marriage. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad you're joining me for episode two of Christian Marriage Uncensored about lies I brought with me, part one. I'm pulling no punches here, even on myself. I'm Shelley Arnold, your host. I've been married for almost 38 years, so I have a lot to talk about. And the first lie up to bat is, I can be prepared enough to prevent 99% of marriage problems. Woohoo! I know some of you are laughing hysterically. That's fine. I usually end up entertaining others without even trying, so you're welcome. This lie, that I could be so prepared for marriage I'd prevent most problems, was born from fear. Now, there's healthy fear. Like why I didn't go anywhere near the cliff edge when we visited the Grand Canyon years ago. And y'all, they have this thing called a skywalk. It's a horseshoe-shaped glass walkway that goes out over the canyon. I walked it once. The attendant wanted to help me, but Stephen let him know I wasn't kidding about letting me do it my way, which was one slow footstep at a time, a hand's width away from the inner railing. No way was I looking out over the far edge like Stephen did. Yes, Sometimes fear is valuable. That's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about how something we learned that seemed to be valuable or healthy can actually be a doorway for the enemy. If you missed episode one, here's a little about my history. I'm a kid from a broken home who was scared spitless of marriage, especially when I realized God was calling me to marriage. Me becoming a wife was God's idea, not mine. And I dealt with much of my fear about marriage by deciding two things. I should try to be as prepared as possible for every circumstance and challenge. And in a perfect world, my preparedness would actually prevent hard circumstances and challenges. I was so afraid of screwing up my marriage of not knowing what I needed to know in every moment of every day. During the three and a half years Stephen and I dated, in addition to all the stuff I'd previously read, I read more books on marriage, listened to Focus on the Family almost every day, often read their print magazine, and analyzed every part of our dating relationship to the point of obsession. I made lists and analyzed our disagreements I made more lists. Brothers and sisters, I was focused, laser focused on figuring out all the ins and outs 
of marriage. In my thinking, prevention was king, and preparedness was a close second. If you follow me on social media, you probably know I'm not the best cook. There are about five or six things I'm pretty good at making, but outside of those, it's hit or miss. I don't like cooking because it takes too long, it's messy, beeping smoke alarms get on my nerves, and because I'm not good at it. You might be thinking, Shelly, what happened to being prepared and preventing smoke from filling your kitchen? I was concerned about the big stuff, okay? Home ec class had taught me how to make spaghetti and grilled cheese sandwiches. I expanded on that knowledge to create grilled steakum and cheese sandwiches. So I figured I at least had a decent culinary foundation. Was I wrong? Yes, but whatever. Anyway, I wanted knowledge about marriage to protect myself. I would avoid messes in my marriage or at least know how to clean them up on my own quickly and efficiently. Did you catch my motivation? I read and studied and listened and sought knowledge, biblical knowledge, but still, from a place of fear, I was trying to avoid what I didn't want, pain, dissension, conflict, rather than reaching for what I should have sought to learn from God in every moment. If someone had said to me that I was motivated by fear, I might have agreed, but I still would have felt justified. When fear is our motivation, we can fall into justifying that motivation as a righteous one, even when it's not. Fear can disguise itself as wisdom. Did you get that? Unhealthy fear can disguise itself as wisdom, and that drive to be so prepared I could prevent problems slid all the way to idolatry. Have you ever been so focused on something that looks good and wise, maybe a smart idea, you didn't realize you were bypassing what you really needed? That's where I was. I convinced myself I was seeking wisdom. When in reality, I wanted to be my own savior. Or better yet, I didn't even want to need a savior for my marriage. I wanted no problems. Or at least, no problems that lasted more than a minute. With enough knowledge and preparation, any unavoidable problem would at least be immediately solvable, right? Because I'd have enough knowledge and I'd be prepared for it. You're really laughing now. I know, it's ridiculous, but there it is. That lie, that I could be prepared enough to prevent or quickly handle 99% of problems that might come up, see how naive I was, problems that might come up, that lie was a pathway for the enemy to get in my head, get in my heart, and torment me. I didn't realize it at the time. But he used fear to trick me into thinking I could be my own savior, then feeling ashamed or hiding from God or being angry at God when I couldn't be. Fear became the swinging door, giving the enemy free access to the first decade plus of my marriage. Each problem, and there were countless problems, because me and Stephen came to marriage so terribly broken, 
Each problem became evidence I wasn't prepared enough, and our marriage was destined to fail. I don't know how the enemy gets in your head, but you can see how much he used fear in me to get in mine. And this is just one area of my life and marriage. God's been working on fear in me for decades. While growing up, I learned to be afraid through real circumstances, actual experiences, and even from family members. Fear was familiar, not comfortable, but familiar. You understand what I'm saying? We can bring incredible dysfunction into our marriages because we will unconsciously gravitate to the familiar, even when the familiar is uncomfortable and doesn't fit God's plans for our lives. I learned fear. I learned it. Not on purpose, not because I wanted to, and those who taught it to me weren't trying to hurt me. They'd learned it too from somewhere or someone. Get it? The enemy of our souls shows no mercy. He will jump on us as children through the actions of others, through lies, through any means possible, and reach his tentacles into the far recesses of our lives. I learned fear as a motivator. Fear as a motivator made sense to me. So when God called me to marriage, because of my own fears related to marriage from my parents' divorce, I brought fear right on in with me. Not realizing the idea I could prevent or be prepared for 99% of marriage problems was not only absurd, but would rob me of spiritual and relational growth. All of us have baggage like that. Stuff we learned that we didn't mean to, that we might not even realize we carry, that latches on to all the good God is calling us to. Sometimes, we sense the presence of baggage before we see it for what it is. Often, at least for me, the enemy offers explanations about the heaviness and struggle I feel when looking at a problem in my marriage, and his explanation is a smokescreen. He is trying to make me think the problem is caused by one thing when it's really caused by something else, usually baggage I don't recognize I'm carrying. Habits, thoughts, beliefs, lies, fears. But thank our daddy God. He tells us how to break the cycle. Romans 12.2 in the ESV says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable, and perfect. I want God's will in my marriage. I want what's good and acceptable and perfect. Don't you? Well, here's church for us today. Everything we learned wrong, we can unlearn. No matter how ingrained the habits, God can transform us as he renews our minds. Now, think strategically with me. What habit, lie, belief, behavior, what did you learn before today that's causing trouble in your marriage right now? It might be something you learned as a child. It might have been presented as truth by someone you trusted. It might be something you learned as a byproduct of poor treatment. What has the Holy Spirit been talking to you about? 
He's been talking to me about priorities and being brave enough in him to launch this podcast. This has been a steep climb for me, especially considering some physical challenges I'm dealing with. Now, how can you work with God to address that area? Sometimes God tells me to educate myself about the area he's working on in me. Sometimes God tells me to confess it and repent in front of my husband or children. Sometimes he has me spend extended time in prayer and write down everything he says to me. He might tell me to search scripture on the subject. Sometimes I have to sit with him long enough for him to heal the place in me that learned wrong, especially if I learned wrong as a result of pain. Pain is part of why I was hesitant to begin podcasting. Writing books or speaking to groups, that's one type of ministry I'm comfortable with. But podcasting with transparency and standing up to the voices from my past that don't like what I have to say, or worse, tell me to hush, that's a horse of a different color. That requires me confronting more painful moments in my history. And let me say this. Maybe the enemy is telling you to stop, to quit, or give up on God or your marriage. Maybe the enemy is pushing you hard toward being your own savior. Don't listen to him. He's a liar. Whatever God is talking to you about, whatever he leads you to do, do it. It's okay if it takes years. It's okay if it's hard. Do it anyway. If the enemy is really fighting you, write me through my website. I'll pray you through the work. When we walk with God out of stuff we learned that's not of him, our marriages will be transformed because we will be transformed. Can you imagine how much unnecessary stress I put on myself, believing the lie I could be prepared for anything? How much conflict and frustration I created for Stephen and I, even back when we were dating. And holy, holy cow, in the first decade plus of our marriage, when a problem or challenge caught me off guard, when I knew I wasn't prepared for it, I would react with such fear, anger, or bewilderment, or the devil loved to do this one to me, believing we'd been abandoned by God and we'd never make it. How sad is that? How sad is it that the enemy deceived me into thinking I needed to have all the answers rather than looking to Jesus in every moment to be every answer? All because of fear I learned before I even had a chance to choose for myself not to be afraid. Friend, let's pray. Daddy God, I repent again of fear I know you continue working on in me. Thank you for that work. Thank you that you don't stop working in us. We'd be nowhere without you, Jesus. We open every crevice and dark place in our minds to you. Holy Spirit, seep into every card of us and challenge all we have learned that is not of you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd love to hear from you with prayer requests or victories, or even questions or problems you hope I'll talk about on this podcast. 
Find me or Christian Marriage Uncensored on social media or message me through my website and check out all the free stuff to help your marriage. The once a week daily strategies email or the big four strategies, a free ebook to help you begin changing and strengthening your marriage today or download a sample from my new devotional for couples joined by God. Give God seven weeks, just seven weeks. Let him transform your life and your marriage. Remember, Jesus died to redeem every part of our lives. We can embrace his redemption in every part of our marriages. How can you embrace that redemption today? God's always at work or waiting to work in us. Let's tell him yes today. See you next time.